Hello, Some Good Shows listeners. This is your editor, Audrey, speaking. On behalf of the crew, I ask that you please direct your attention to the monitors above as we review the emergency procedures. No, wait. Sorry, I'm just here to read out our patrons. Thank you to Ezra, Ben Krieger, Colleen Humphreys, Eddie DeSantiago, Zach, Sammy V, Michael Robertson, Doc Rebente, Dion Thomas, Kyle Hatfield, Emily Lyon, Stephen Mayfield, Spence, Nancy Koenig, Nene12715, Hana Kim, Pilnock, and Matt, aka Stormageddon. Please note, you may experience slight turbulence today because this is the first episode we recorded after both having COVID. I did my best to edit out all the coughing, but our voices may sound slightly different in this episode. On that note, get your COVID boosters and enjoy the episode. If an ant dies, it can release a, an alarm pheromone while it's dying, which me causes too. all the other. It's yeah, called piss. Which, <laughs> which also causes me to come running. Hello and welcome to the MCU Thoughtcast, where we endeavor to watch all the entries in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, Pilnock. And I'm your host, Audrey Anderson. Today we're talking about Ant-Man from 2015. Our Disney Plus plot synopsis says, Armed with the astonishing ability to shrink in scale but increase in strength, Master Thief Scott Lang must embrace his inner hero and help his mentor, Dr. Hank Pym, to plan and pull off a heist that will save the world in Marvel Studios' Ant-Man. That is one sentence. That's the world's longest sentence. Also, Hank Pym, it's just a nice name. Yeah. Good name. The Pym Particle. Just lots of Hank plosives. Pym. Yeah. Pym, Pym, Pym. All right. Pillbog, without spoilers, what's your high-level review? Um, I give this a six out of who cares for having bugs that weren't scary. Oh. You didn't, you were fine with the bugs? I was fine with the bugs. Yeah, I... If there had been any spiders involved whatsoever, I would have, like, noped out. But it was it was exclusively ants, and that's kind of... You yeah. get used to it. I mean, we mm-hmm. all watched A Bug's Life. Yeah, I had a lot of Bug's Life thoughts while watching this, mm-hmm. which was fine. Yeah, Spiders would have been hard out for me as well. Yeah. You? <laughs> <laughs> what, was, uh, what was your rating? Sorry, I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> we're just having a conversation about a movie we both watched last night. I mean, yeah. So going into it, I didn't know specifics i was like ant-man can get small uh paul rudd uh didn't know what the plot was didn't know any other characters except uh later on there's the movie ant-man and the wasp or whatever Mm -hmm. the actual title is so i was like oh the wasp is a character too not really so much in this one it's just passively mentioned but Mm -hmm. uh no i i liked it um I, I think I antici- I think I gave it too high of expectations going in, I'll be honest with you. Sure. Um, Paul Rudd can really I, carry so much. Yeah, I, I think I wanted to like it more than I actually did, but Paul mm-hmm. Rudd was great. Um, uh, KC? Yeah. And, like, Hope's character was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we love a cold woman. Ideal. Yeah. That's my type. Um, that but- bob was perfect on her, too. Yeah, and, like, Michael Douglas did a good job, too. Um, mm-hmm. I kept, I, like, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, I know he's very famous, but what do I know him from? And the answer is Basic Instinct. 
Okay. Um, you want to know something fun? Sure. I might know him from Ant-Man. Just Ant-Man? <laughs> I know who he You're is, like, but this guy looks, I'm like, this guy looks familiar, <laughs> and it's from the last time you watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. Uh, we will get into all of the details of our thoughts on this movie right after this quick ad break from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by printing things from the office printer and the sheet of paper still being warm when you pick it up. That's just pleasant. Thanks, printer. So we start out with Silver Fox Stark, my favorite iteration of Howard Stark. Yes. Um... I will say it's interesting. So this is 1989. We last saw him in. Really? No, it's 89. What? It's it says in I wrote synopsis 88 in my, in my notes, notes 400 times. 88. Why? I don't know. OK, well, it's in. it doesn't matter. matters uh, so much to me. But <laughs> the this iteration of Stark, they're like sometime in between Captain America, where like Howard Stark is just an awkward, like nerdy guy. And mm. then. 1989 he becomes like a bureaucratic asshole who's mean to his son yes um so stark was born anthony was born in the 70s okay yeah so he's a little little asshole right he's now he's a teen he's yeah. a spoiled rich boy um yeah and so we start off at shield and hank pym is furious because he finds out that howard stark has been trying to replicate some technology that he came up with called- not howard well that-, that so he blames howard but like the other dude sitting there whose name escapes me is the yeah. one that was like very like no we're, we're we have every right to steal your work or whatever but and like i think stark that guy's is on the on board it. yeah i think that guy is still on the board in the last time we dealt with the board. Yeah. He gets to just hang out in a bureaucratic position for fucking like, I don't know, like 30 years. Yeah. Hand feeding Hydra. Cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's some stuff with that later that just gets casually mentioned. And I'm like, yeah. man, what the fuck? No, uh, no, it's cool. The Nazis are nice now. Oh, no, don't worry about it. They're very okay. polite these days. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also Fuck. liked that uh, he named his technology, his uh, formula, the Pym Particle. That just sounds yeah. nice. It's really pleasant. Yeah. Pleasant Pym Particle. Yeah, so he gets really mad and punches a dude in the face about it. And then Howard Stark is like, Janet. you kind of you deserved that. Yeah. Don't bring up Janet. Yeah. Obviously. What an dude. ass. We do get some Peggy, yes. um, aged Peggy, which I thought was cute. And I appreciated it a lot, actually. Yeah, I, anything to get Haley at well another paycheck. Honestly, yeah, just bring her in for like cameos and everything. I don't care. Yes. Uh, and then I just have Janet's a subject, a sensitive subject, and then immediately Paul Rudd is so fucking attractive. He looks great. Yeah, we just uh, fast forward to like present day at San Quentin, and he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Like but voluntarily, <laughs> though. Voluntarily, and then the guy beating on him is named Peaches. Yeah. And they like hug at the end and he's like, you guys have some weird goodbye rituals. I fucking love him so much. I like that he was up for it. Like, yeah, whatever. Punch me. He's a good sport. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets out and meets up with his old uh, cellmate, Luis, who also has like the same scar from getting beat up on his last day. I love Luis so much. Probably top three favorite Marvel characters. He He's so, so good. Fun. He's he, so funny. 
he just like ate up the whole like every scene that he was in just like yes take all of my attention away from anything else because he's just fucking hilarious to steal the show from paul rudd in comedy is impressive <laughs> well like in in paul rudd's defense he's not like a, he's more awkward than like outwardly yeah. funny in this movie which is fine i still love it yeah um cam was telling me that there was a huge like push from marvel fans to before endgame came out like have a one shot with Luis just explaining everything that's happened so far did they no, I don't think so. Fuck, that it would be been so good. good. I so would good. use that present tense because I've already forgotten what Ultron was about. I would no ask, idea. I would ask Luis to explain like quantum physics to me. I think it would be very funny. I would ask Luis to explain anything to me. Luis, what's your plan for the day? And then the conversation takes longer than the day. Perfect. Oh, Ideal so man. Good. Love you, Luis. Yes. Uh, uh, so, and but then, he's like, my girlfriend died. My dad got deported. But hey, I got the van. Louis, yeah, sweetie, baby. Like You're so fucking, chipper. Fucking rough, dude. And then, like, I he's saying this, and I'm like, oh, do we get to have, like, a short, like, allusion to the fact that it's very difficult for ex-convicts to, like, reintegrate into, like, society? And we, we kind of do. Them. We, yeah, I mean, we basically see it, and it's turned into a joke, but, like, that's the closest we're going to get to any kind of, like, real commentary on it. Yeah, abolish prisons. Um, a horrible system. So Paul Rudd is a convict, mm-hmm. or a, is convict only for felons? He was convicted. I think that's what it means. I'm not a linguist. So, <laughs> so well, yeah, Paul- I think he was a felon because it was like grand larceny type shit. They kind of just allude to it at first, and they don't really get into it until, like... He Robin Hooded it. Yeah, no, he fucking rips. King. Okay, so he, so he is a criminal of some kind. He has a master's in electrical engineering, which makes sense, comes up later, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's very useful. Uh, which is why he is so successful working at a Baskin-Robbins. Uh, but Baskin-Robbins always finds out, so... Yeah, did, I, I like that that's, a co- like, a thing that, like, Luis then says <laughs> also. <laughs> yeah! Uh, Why is that known? What do they find out all the time? What's going on at Baskin? Maybe Baskin Robbins has like a very extensive like background check procedure. Maybe. Maybe you have to get drug tested to work at Baskin Robbins. I bet you do. That would be a terrible idea. You're going to lose every teenager that applies. They only drug test entry level, low level jobs. They don't give a shit once you're in. And it's dumb. Just hire a stony baloney kid to work the fucking cash register. It's, he's going to be your best He's going to He's going to recommend, like, oh, yeah, you look uh, like you need some, like, you know, like, hot fudge sundae. Like, you look like you want a smoothie, dude. Let me, like, recommend you some shit. That kid's going to upsell so many toppings for you. <laughs> Truly. Trust in him. Okay. So then we find out that T.I. is in this. Just a guy named Dave. <laughs> Wait. What? That's T.I. Oh, shit. I didn't realize. Because, like, I only know T.I. from, like, music. I don't know what his face looks like. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I paused and just stared like, why don't I remember you being in this? That that rules. Uh, Yeah. Well, like, so I was recently watching the uh, A24 movie X, and that's just got Kid Cudi in it. And he does <laughs> a you phenomenal fucking job in that movie. But I'm just like, I love that. Like, I I don't know what musicians look like. I just listen yeah. to music. Did you recognize Cuddy? Uh, no, I I think I knew because like a lot of people were talking about it beforehand. Just like Kid Cuddy <laughs> did a really good job in this movie, and I was like, huh. That's I think Ti did a great job in this. Yeah, he was great. 
No, Better actor it. than I expected of most musicians. Right? I, I just fully expect musicians to be like, it's just a different type of performing, but it's just right. going to be so much less like comfortable to you. But yeah, he did great. I yeah, like it was nothing. Um, so T.I. is one of the homies. Yes. One of the, also with the polka dot man from Mar- uh, Marvel's DC. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you're <laughs> from right. From DC huh? Suicide Squad. Yeah. I did watch that movie. Oh, that that's cool. You didn't? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Luis, after Scott, who is Paul Rudd, gets fired from Baskin Robbins, introduces him to like an apartment full of other ex-cons. And like, I don't know what his parole conditions are, but one of the tough things about getting out of prison is that like a lot of the friends that you have are also felons and mm-hmm. a lot of parole conditions don't let you live with other felons. Why? Because we don't. We aren't nice about it. Like that's such a dumb rule. A lot of that's, your parole conditions you rule. are like you can't associate with like known criminals. You have to get a job within so many days. You have to find like housing within so many days, or else you get put back in fucking prison. And as so we if see, no like, one will hire you, which Baskin won't. And yes. if you get kicked out of your apartment or you can't find someone who will lend, I'm sorry, uh, rent to a mm-hmm. felon, fuck you. Right. No. Exactly. Like that's cool it. system. No, it fucking sucks. Uh, and that's a lot of re- the reason why, like, a lot of people don't stay on parole. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess they're allowed to do it. Or there's no parole officer in this movie. So maybe his time is just, like, completely done. I don't know. I, I don't know. But uh, they're all, like, hyping him up. They're like, man, you did a cool crime. And he's like, yeah. no, it wasn't cool, you guys. Um, it was illegal. It was illegal. I learned my lesson like a good little boy. I'm reformed. Uh, and they try <laughs> to sell him on uh, a new job. Yes. And he's like, no, I'm out. Fuck you. I'm not he doing also this again. I got speci- a daughter. Yeah. He also specifically says he's a cat burglar and he doesn't like violence. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. In and out. No, no danger. Yes. Physical danger. Mm-hmm. Um... Then we cut to Pim Industries, present tense. Yes. And there's a babe in a hot black bob, who is, <laughs> we find out later, is Hope Pim, Pim's mm-hmm. daughter from before. There is a bald man, so instantly my villain radar is going off. Oh my god, his fucking, like, villain rating is absurd. Yeah, that's Lex Luthor, baby. So, the bald man is Darren Cross, and he invited Pim to the offices and everyone's like freaking out oh my god pim is here pim is here because pim hasn't been since he beat the shit out of that old man i think it was after that because i think after he left shield he then formed pim technologies and then like somewhere along the way uh cross like kind of forced him out oh that's right you're right he does brag about forcing him out later yeah uh cross and uh hope both did because hope was like a senior member Hope voted. yeah she was the deciding tiebreaker Okay. Ouch. Yeah. Um, but the babe in the hot black bob is Evangeline Lilly, um, who we don't stand. I found out after the fact, uh, get vaccinated and yeah. don't um, attend insurrectionist gatherings. Yeah. She was supportive of like the Canadian like uh, trucker convoy. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but like, I don't think she got fired from Marvel. I think she still gets to be in it. Uh, so I will say, so Cross starts showing off this yellow jacket suit, which is yeah. a shrunken suit 
that theoretically a person would be able to put it on and then shrink their body down to that size. And yes. I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, is this going to turn into the fly? Because I don't yeah. want to see it. Um, well, we don't we don't get that far, but it's implied. We do get some goopy we get some stuff, sheep. though. Yeah, we get yeah. some goop. It looks like snot. But he's got... Uh, does it? Do I have the name of the the guy that uh, Pim punched at Shield? Because he's there and he wants Ugh. to buy this technology for like war, um, and basically like they're all there and Pim starts getting nervous because he invented this technology long ago and basically covered it up because he was like, I don't want like there. There's an ongoing theme of like people inventing for the sake of invention and their inventions then getting used to. Uh, be used in the military basically what is that face for i was looking for the man who i was looking for the man who pin punched and i couldn't mitchell carson okay cool well he sucks (sighs) yeah he's a bad man pretty sure he's dead though isn't he i don't know shit what didn't he die when all the board members died oh did they remember you remember nick fury's there Oh, did they all... I don't know. I don't... Was Scarjo- he in prior movies? He's on the board for when ScarJo does the thing. Oh my god, no, he's not! I think he's just a separate dude. I don't think he's on the, like, Mega Avengers board. I think he's just in S.H.I.E.L.D. So he previously worked as the head of defense. I don't trust him. He looks like one of the guys that would have been in HYDRA. Well, he is in HYDRA. But this is post-Winter uh, Soldier when they kind of cleared house, right? They disbanded S.H.I.E.L.D., or they left S.H.I.E.L.D., basically, but I think... Okay. Hydra still they just, exists. They just surrendered it to Hydra, basically, which... Cool. That's a lot of resources to surrender, guys. <laughs> a lot of high-tech. Okay. Yeah, really cool. Oh, man. We got, I, I got... It's me. I'm the problem. I gotta focus. Okay. Uh, so he says... Mitchell Carson says, Long time no see, Pim. How's retirement? And Pim says... How's your face? <laughs> I was I was fully prepared to not like Pim based on some of these earlier scenes, but like he is a good dude. He's just a bad dad. He's a snippy old man. He's a bad dad, and then his mentor Darren or his mentee rather Darren mm-hmm. Cross is just like, why couldn't you son. be a better father? Sorry, mentor to me. <laughs> it's thick, yeah. Um, this entire movie gave me huge Spider-Man vibes, and not. For the obvious bug reasons, it's just something about the way Pym Industries was set up was just very much like, what's uh, Green Goblin's real name? Harry. Will oh Defoe. Yeah. Defoe Technologies, whatever the fuck their last name is. No idea. But it, like, it just reminded me of that building. It was very like, also kind of venom just very scientist corporate suits. All mm-hmm. these labs kind of look the same. Yeah. Uh, high tech, high security. Like, it just reminded me of the scene where Parker is walking through that building for the first time and gets spit, spit, yeah. gets bit. I don't know. It just... There there are so many just, like, mega corporations in the MCU that uh, have to do with, like, research and technology that then gets co-opted for, like, national defense. I mean, you have Hammer Industries also, mm-hmm. and then you have you have Stark, obviously. You have Pym. Mm-hmm. Uh... Mm-hmm. I don't, whatever, like, Bruce Banner was doing. Granted, he was at, like, an educational, like, research facility. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's lots of money to be made. I, I would, I oh, mean, yeah. if, you, if you live in a universe where superheroes are real, you probably need to invest a lot of money in research. Um, Especially in infrastructure. <clears throat> How do you make God, a building yeah. that Tony Stark can't break? 
God, you don't. I'm sick of this man breaking my city. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Frank voices concerns. What if an enemy, Pim, voices concerns. What if an enemy got this tech? And Darren is going to kill Frank? Who's Frank? I, do you oh, mean he, Hank? He, no, no, he does kill Frank. He does kill Frank. I found it later. Oh, Frank in the bathroom. Yeah, he's got yeah. like a little like gun that turns men into goo. Yeah, he turns you into a red snot. Yeah, really cool. Also, he was just very, like, how do you know that this guy's a villain? Well, he went into the bathroom, and a guy that expressed concerns about his technology is there, and he just zapped him into nothingness. He's like, murder's yeah. fine. Honestly, just being in the bathroom at the same time is the one man who dissented. I was like, mm, Yeah, I don't trust mm, you. You're up to no good. Yeah. Yeah. It did gross me out a whole bunch, though. And he does just take, like, a it's like yucky. a napkin and just wipes him up. Ah! And he says, bye, Frank. Like, what? And flushes him. Um, so then Scott goes to his daughter's birthday party uninvited and gives her a cursed doll. Is yelled yeah. at by the cop fiancé. The, the, the dad who stepped up. We're not going <laughs> to the cops. No, I, I don't like him. He's a bad uh, man. Uh, but he hasn't like paid child support. He's been in prison. How is he supposed to pay child support when he's in prison? Automatic payments. If you... The process... Like, going into prison is so expensive. You have to pay for all of your lawyers and shit. You probably don't have access to, like, a whole lot of money. Like, his life savings were probably gone. I mean... Carceral system so great, huh? It's doing exactly. Yeah, he as just intended. got out of prison for doing a crime which everybody can agree is like a cool Robin Hood Based. crime. Yeah. yeah, and then he gets out, and like his ex's fiance is like, "Why haven't you been giving us money?" And it's like, "Bro, look at the look at your house. You're okay." Do you know forty percent of dads don't uh, pay child support? You should Google forty percent of cops for more information. <laughs> Speaking of this cop writing his ass about child support. I think we can all agree that absentee fathers should pay child support, but I think this is a yeah. different situation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So anyway, this cop is an asshole. Um, but he is dating Judy Greer, who we love very much. Yeah, all caps. Oh my God, Judy Greer, let's go. God. So excited she's in this. Would have loved more. Uh, I just watched 13 going on 30. Great job in that. <laughs> uh, I did write down the line. So first of all, Scott's daughter is so fucking cute. She loves this, like, ugly fucking doll that he gave he's her. so ugly i love him oh she's so cute with all of her like missing teeth yes uh but she goes i'm gonna go tell mommy you're here and then when she comes back she goes mommy's so happy you're here she choked on her drink <laughs> oh that's Is that so, so good oh such a good kid um <laughs> uh then then frank's turned to a blob of jelly jesus a lot of cuts yeah it does go back and forth quite a bit um and then we we start to I, after the birthday party is where we see like Hope and Darren trying to sh- shrink sheep and like yes she gets a little bit she gets upset because she's like why aren't we testing on mice and he's like what's the difference and I'm like I mean yeah. functionally I get what you're saying but also how do you know a guy is a bad guy he doesn't yeah. care about killing baby sheep I had the same thought yeah like hitting what's the, the point, difference like cost over the for head one it. yeah cost absolutely I feel like I could I could convince you to stop doing this on costs alone. Baby yeah. sheep are expensive. Oh, okay. So then we get Scott coming back to the the homies three and saying, "Fuck it, we ball." He did Let's some calculations. Found out yeah. that working a minimum wage job it would take him over a year, over a like, year to get paid back on like child support to the point where they would let him see his daughter again. 
and an apartment and yes he's got like it all written out on like some cardboard or like a napkin or something where he's like apartment and i i think he probably like severely underpriced the apartment and stuff like that too Mm-hmm. But yeah, this like when he the was 90s anymore, baby, when he was at the birthday party, Judy Greer is like, get an apartment, get a job, and then I'll let you see your daughter. And it's like, as if that's no, really and then easy. We'll discuss. Yeah, we'll discuss visitation. God, that sucks so bad. I get where she's coming. I get from. where she's, she's not coming the villain, from. It's the cop. But like also, yeah, his situation sucks. In shit. the interim, let him see his kid. Yeah, he's not hurting anything. And clearly, like, she still loves her dad and misses him. Yeah. So how about every fucking Saturday or every other Saturday, you take the kid to the park and supervise visits with Papa. Like there's some middle ground here. Annoyed. Okay. So then we get a very fun montage of Scott breaking into Pim's house. Not that we know it's Pim's house yet. Yes. But it it does like cute little montages. He's very MacGyvery. He needs, you know, a thumbprint scanner to get into one of them. So he uses tape. Um, a thumbprint that he gets from a door, which mm-hmm. is a perfect thumbprint, yeah. which is wild. I don't know how, how he managed he know? to do that. Like, of all the surfaces you could have touched on that doorknob, right. how did he know that was... I, I also, like, they could have, like, had, you know, if this was a real situation, he probably tried several, and then that's the one that he found that was a complete print. Oh, I bet you're right. Okay. So then he he puts, like, a key ring on the tape and fills it with super glue and then puts it over the burner. It's just, it's I don't know. Cool. It's a very fun sequence, and they have another one immediately after, which I'm not going to detail because that's annoying. But it's the same thing where it's just, like, a clever little thing, and it's just, like, building to the Scott's a smart guy. Yeah, this is a really good heist movie. We get a lot of really good, like, heist sequences that are fun to watch. And it just shows off, like, especially in this scene, like, how smart Scott is and... Yeah, he I freezes mean, the locks because he he can't get into them otherwise. He knows like, that like water will expand as it freezes, and like he's got all of this stuff on hand, and he like he blows up an air mattress for the door of the safe to fall on. It is just it's all very he very hangs good. he hangs a quilt so that when things pop off, they hit the quilt instead of like breaking something in the background. Yeah, like, oddly clever, huh? Yeah, well, also maybe it would make more noise. Maybe it hit true. something and explode. I don't know what basements are. You don't want to hit the power if it hits a break or something. Okay. So yeah, then we get a second MacGyver bit. Um, we do get a lot of Titanic references also. Because yeah? he's like, yeah, because uh, the safe, he's like, this is made out of the same metal as the Titanic. And you guys remember what happened with the iceberg, right? Yes. And they're like, Cute. one of the dudes is like, yeah, I killed Leonardo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate that Luis is on the headset just getting updates. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing now? Louise, you're so cute and he's good. A, he's a good little audience stand-in because, like, yeah, if this was just a quiet sequence of him just, like, doing weird shit, the audience would be like, huh? Yeah. Uh, so he gets in. Oh, my God. Then Darren Cross kills the baby lamb. And then we cut back to him getting into the thing. It does cut back and forth a fucking lot. Yeah. I don't know that that's it's annoying. necessary. It wasn't distracting during the show or during the mo- movie, though. No, it's just that, like, recapping everything now, it's just like, uh. Kind of jumbly. Yeah. So he turns that baby sheep into jelly and then calls it 34C and then immediately requests 35C. So you've killed 35 sheep in a row with no difference. Oh, yeah. I I didn't really think about the number that it was and then corresponding. Yeah, that sucks, huh? Uh, Mega villain. It's kind of lazy, but do we do we have a human right or not a human, a pet, a pet. An animal rights organization that isn't PETA that we could, like, sick at them or something? Because mm, PETA sucks. Know. PETA sucks so much. PETA's really bad. 
It's such a shame. We um, need we need like a strong like animal rights lobbying organization. Just not that one. Yeah, one that is an ass. Um, then Paul Rudd is so attractive. I've just written again. Um, all he finds in the safe is a suit, and he's really upset. Oh, that's about right. It. And what are the odds of that suit fitting him so damn well? I know. I mean, it was all like pre-planned, so I wonder if maybe like. Pim was like, mm-hmm. maybe I'll take in like certain I spots that was, in the suit. Oh, okay. I was gonna say what I thought that was Pim's suit, but even then, he could still have, yeah, made adjustments because it's it, uh, finding a romper that fits you is an adventure, and that doesn't have feet attached well, to like, it. Like all of these gloves. like super suits that they wear too, like they have to be made to be like stretchy and like breathable and movable and all of that. So mm-hmm. I wonder if just like it's a really good material, like a one size fits all Ant Man suit. Oh sure. I was ecstatic that it was a real suit instead of CGI like it's been in the Iron Man movies. I'm tired of the CGI suits, dude. They look like shit now. Just let it, like, clearly, like, you guys have the money to throw at, like, a props department. Like, you can do it. They're union. (sighs) Yeah. It's also why they don't use special effects makeup artists, because most of them are union. Cool. (laughs) Yay. Um, I checked my phone. So I made it to 34 minutes before checking my phone. I think that's probably... I think it's uh, an interesting metric that I'm going to try and pay more attention to. There, there's a certain, like, exposition dump later with Hope where I was like, yeah, okay, I get oh, it. Oh, I check my phone a ton <laughs> yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. the, the heist parts are really fun to watch. Like, Ocean's Eleven, but with, like, Marvel and... Yeah. More of that. Yeah. Less of the, like... Just be silly. Sitting down and, like, talking about all of this stuff. I don't yeah. care about the exact, like process you have to go through to talk to the ants like i just mm-hmm. don't no it's like they're my buddies and i found a way to talk to them and they like listening to me fine and we'd already established that hope was better suited for the job yes than paul yes but like we just like keep hammering it in and it's a little we could have used two or three of those not 17 okay so the bu- so he gets busted trying to return the suit Yes, because... And the cop fiancé is smug as hell about it. Well, so before that, he takes the suit home, tries it on, and then there are buttons on the gloves, and he presses them and shrinks down, and then Hank is in his ear, able Mm -hmm. to talk to him. And I'm going to let it go. I don't think that's how things work, but, like, whatever. Just like, well, if there was a headset built into that helmet, like there is in... I feel like if all of your electronics shrink with you... There's a lot oh, of stuff. Oh, we're not doing that. No. no. <laughs> it no. makes the atoms get closer to each other. I'm not a physicist. Uh, uh, yeah. It doesn't feel right, though. No. To the point where he can shrink to the size of atoms later. But. Yeah. It seems like there'd be some structural integrity issues here. Yeah. For sure. It's also like when he shrinks, he has the same weight to him and he has this. He's like stronger than usual. Mm. So, like, he he shrinks down. He's in a bathtub. He has the same weight? Yes. Because later on, uh, like, there's this huge sequence where he has shrunken down and he's just kind of, like, tumbling through the floors of this apartment building. And at one point, he ends up outside and he lands on the roof of a car and the car roof dents from the weight. I thought that was from the force. I don't. But why would there be so much force of this little thing, like, falling? That it would dent Terminal the Terminal velocity? Is that a term? If you have a little, like, marble that falls <laughs> from that height, I don't think it would leave a dent that big. Go throw something at your car and find And, out. like, when he falls on the <laughs> tile floor in the bathroom, he cracks the tile. 
that's a bigger sell for me. So I think... I don't know why. I think he has the same weight. Maybe. It's wild. But then I, I don't know how an ant would sh- carry him. They're I very know. strong. Well, yeah, but an ant can't carry me. Have you asked? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> okay, so he has a bad time as Ant-Man. Yeah, he sure time. does. And that's why he tries to return the suit. He's like, I want nothing to do with this. Yeah. Honestly, And he gets fair. caught returning it and says, I wasn't stealing anything. I was putting it back. I was returning the thing I stole. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Adorable. Stop Stupid. admitting to crimes. Uh, so then a bunch of bugs show up with the tiny little suit and then they pew, make the suit big, which is a fun thing we didn't know they knew how to do. Yeah. He, we didn't know that was remote controlled shrinking. He gets put in a jail cell and like he has to deal with the fact that his ex's fiance is a cop. And so he's just there going neener neener. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you should stop criming. Maybe you should just be an upstanding citizen and make minimum wage so that you can't see your daughter. How many, pe- how many civilians have you killed this year, sir? Officer. <laughs> How many dogs have you shot? Officer? Oh God, we can't do that. It's a lot. It's bad. It's a lot. lot. This this Chihuahua barked at me. I felt threatened. scared for my life. Scared for my life. Uh, so the ants bring in the tiny little suit and make it go big in his cell, and then they start doing a, t- a countdown from ten. That was really cool. Un- it was really cute. All the ants until spelling the cops showed up out. Again. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the uh, the fish in Finding Nemo. You know. I don't remember. No. No. Okay. I remember finding Nemo. Well, never mind. Sorry. I had to watch it so many times in high school. Anytime there was anything. A sub. Someone's out. Teacher's hungover. Really? Oh, my God. We watched Finding Nemo so much. I blacked it out for my entire memory. Huh. I've probably seen that movie 15 times in school. I don't know why they would show it in your school. Because it had just come out. You're old. Yeah, babe. <laughs> sure am. <laughs> um... I think this is the point where I was like, this is too many bugs. And then we had even more bugs. Yeah. Uh, it is too many bugs. Uh, Someone, uh, he, he gets smallened and then <laughs> yeah, he leaves the jail and then he goes through some shit. He tries to fly on an ant. Some of the ants can fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anthony. Carpenter ants. Anthony is so Anthony cute. Anthony is so cute. Oh, two four seven's his name. No, it's his number. Yes. Well, he has got to have a name. <laughs> uh, and oh, I think we completely skipped. Like, there's a lawyer that shows up at the jail cell, and that's Hank. Yes, that's the distraction for the ten seconds that gets him able to get into his suit and out. And like, that's important too because the the fiance, the cop, is like. Later on, he figures out who Hank is and is like, he's not a lawyer. Wait a minute. There's something going on here. And it's like, maybe mind your own business. Yeah, asshole. Yeah, who gives a shit? Also, Hank is like a billionaire, too. So it's like, I thought you guys weren't allowed to talk to those guys. Yeah. Also, prove he doesn't have a law degree, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Prove he needs one. Oh, man. But um, he basically, like, he flies too high and he passes out while on this ant or something. Yeah. What is the deal with yeah. that? I think got he's to, having a panic attack. Yeah, he got a little bit overwhelmed. I think I would be a little bit overwhelmed in this situation. He just got broke. He just escaped prison. Mm-hmm. He is tiny. He's flying around on a drunk carpenter ant that's like doing lips and dives doing and barrel rolls. Barrel rolls and like. He's very, very high up. He's <laughs> repeatedly asked for there to be a pause, and then he passes out. Yeah. So, and it's not G-Force, because it's an ant. 
So I think it's a panic attack. Yeah. And he wakes up in uh, Hank Pym's house uh, being watched by Hope and surrounded by bullet ants. Like a thousand ants. They're huge. Um, Bullet ants are huge. I would like to point out at one point she's like, bullet ants, they rate, uh, I don't know what it was, like a four on the Schmidt pain index. Are you familiar with that pain index? Isn't it bullshit? No, I don't. I don't think so. So it was made by an entomologist who just let a bunch of like bugs sting him, and then he ranked how painful it was. I find it so delightful. Okay, this is not what I thought it was. I was thinking, like we've tried before to like quantify human pain, right. but everyone's experience is different. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have like in hospitals the pain scale with the faces, so mm-hmm. you can be like. This is how bad it is, so that we both agree how bad an eight is. Is that a real, like, the facial expressions is, like, how people actually do Because I remember seeing that in Scrubs and being like, oh, that's a funny bit that they're doing. No, no, no. That thing is real, and it's in most hospitals. That sucks. And it's also helpful for non-native speakers of English. Okay, that, that would make sense. But, no. But yeah, because pain isn't universal. So, like, trying to communicate to your doctor what you think a nine is versus what your doctor thinks a nine is, like, is useless. Well, that's but why. this is interesting. Yeah, that's why I think this pain index is so cool, because it's, like, it's, it's just one, one dude who went around and let a bunch of bugs sting him and was like, this is how much it hurts. I think that rules. Four is the highest, so it does go up to four. I was wondering about that. Entomologists are braver than the troops. Warrior wasp is also a four, describing it as torture. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if we're going to get that in the wasp movie. Um, the other day, uh, we almost called... Kim uh, called our friend Sammy at, like, midnight because I had a case of my tummy fucking hurted. Um, <laughs> and we were trying to decide whether or not to go to, like, the emergency room. But I just, like... Pain... <laughs> It's, like, so difficult to quantify because I'm, like, I feel like this is the most I've ever hurt in my life. But also, if you try to take me to the ER, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah. Who can afford that? I mean, let me die. I guess. Mm. I mean, I just got my insurance, so I'd probably be okay. Oh, that's good. Anyways, I think that's a fun detour. The Schmidt Pain Index. I'm fascinated. There's only three. Only three what? Bugs that hit the pain level four i think it's one of those things where it's like you don't want to rank a lot of stuff as 10 out of 10 yeah sure yeah i think three carries a lot of weight too oh this isn't a complete list okay never mind (laughs) yeah i think it gets revised like every so often another one is the tarantula hawk which don't species name is don't click on those things and look at the pictures i'm not clicking on that no 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 uh but it's it's pepsi grossa (laughs) <laughs> gross pepsi <laughs> well it's also interesting to me because i think it ranks like wasp stings at, at like a two and like i've been stung by what like i think i was stung by a wasp i didn't see it it stung me and flew away but it was like horrible yeah and so and it's fun to look at that and be like oh it could be so much worse oh god i didn't think about that yeah i mean it's it is mostly just inconvenient to be stung by a wasp yeah. if i'm being honest no, absolutely. it's unpleasant. I don't want to repeat it. I will go to extreme lengths to avoid it. But like, I am terrified that if a bee stings me, I'll have an allergic reaction because I've never been stung by a bee. And then I'll die like the dude in Bridgerton. Edmund. <clears throat> I don't care. You do because you knew how he died. <laughs> well, it was a huge plot point. Interesting. Okay. Holy shit. God, we got off track. Okay, so he's on the flying ant and then we he wakes up in the bed. He's surrounded by all the ants. Okay. Now we're cutting to, they're sitting at the dining room table. We get an exposition dump. Yes, about ants delivering sugar cubes, to which Scott is disgusted, Mm -hmm. fairly, and doesn't want 
Ant Sugar. I mean... And then, yeah, we find out that they're controlled with pheromones uh, by thinking, I, thinking about stuff. They're controlled because he, he basically goes a long way to say, like, he has an earpiece that communicates his thoughts to the ant's ears. What's weird to me is Scott doesn't. What? So he's, he doesn't have that earpiece. Well, so he gets one because they're, they're, they do show While him like trying? putting one on. Okay, thank you. I missed it. Yeah. Okay, good. I was and like, then at one point, this is not fair. Hope like takes it from him, puts it in her ear, and she has a much and easier time with it. Way, yeah, yes. yeah. She gets just like um, <laughs> an assembly line of sugar going with those ants. Yeah. And like at one point in this exposition dump, like Scott does raise his hand to ask questions, which I think is so cute. I'll always think Scott, that you don't have funny. to raise your hand. Yeah, Scott, you don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> He's showing deference. Um. So this is when the cop fiancé is shown to be digging further into Scott's disappearance, which makes sense. He did break out of jail. Right, right. And, like, at one point, uh, Cassie, Scott's daughter, is like, are you trying to find my dad? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, I hope you don't catch him. Hell yeah, Cassie. Uh, A camp, baby. The ex-president of S.H.I.E.L.D., or whatever that guy's name is, is now trying to topple foreign government with technology. Um, Yeah, they're just casually like, let's topple foreign government. Sure. Like, no big deal. Darren has now shrunk, shrank, shrinked a sheep successfully. Yes. So what Hank mentions is that the a vital part of the, the suit is the helmet that protects the brain's chemistry. Oh, my God. I for, I missed that, too. Thank you for explaining why he needed the hat in the back of the cop car now. Yeah. Okay. So the, the way that Darren figures this out is he has, like, a cage over the sheep. And then shrinks the cage with the sheep. And that goes successfully. So that was like the major holdout. And like Hope works very closely with Darren. But she's also in on it with her dad because she wants to stop Darren. So she's <laughs> watching all of this happen. And uh, basically able to give them insider information. Mm-hmm. She then goes back to home and tells Papa that she wants to wear the suit. Yes. And Papa she's says, mad. Nope. Yeah, she's pissed. She has um, a huge emotional outburst. I'm sorry. He has a huge emotional outburst. Papa does, yelling at her. And then it's complete silence. Everyone stares at each other awkwardly and leaves the room. So there's your wasp. Yeah. Uh, There's also... uh, So at one point, Scott's trying to get out of this. Like, he's not comfortable with this at all. Which is like, just let her do it. Honestly, fair. And he's like, why don't you get, like, the Avengers in on this? And... Hank is like, I'm not, like, my whole problem is that I didn't want to give my technology to the Starks. Why would I go to Tony Stark? Fair. Yeah. I still don't trust Tony Stark. No, Present tense. Not even a little. Speaking Absolutely of, not. we do get a cameo from the Avengers facility. Oh, the facility. I was like, there's no way I missed a fucking Tony Stark we get, cameo. Uh, an, uh, Avenger. Of uh, Avenger. Uh, Avenger. Yeah, we get Falcon and his dumbass fucking goggles and goatee. God, that is such a dad. I was so happy to see him. So basically, uh, Scott's like first like trial run in the suit is he's gonna go get this part from an apparently abandoned like Stark facility. Stark. Mm-hmm. And they get there, and it happens to be the warehouse that they decided to turn into the new Avengers HQ. So he shows yeah. up. And Anthony Mackie is there, and he's like, 
able to see like he's he's got like his zoom vision on his goggles and he is able to find this tiny ant guy in the midst of mm-hmm. everything else but uh from like a huge distance yes and like one ant guy not all the ants yeah. in the area just this one guy yeah. hold on before they go though they have a uh hope and paul have a really heartfelt conversation in the car where paul's right. like i'm expendable he would literally rather lose this fight than lose you so like setting that down yeah after the two girl dads had a conversation with each other because this is another movie all about dads. Daddy issues. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. We love to see it. Okay, so then... Sorry, I, that was an important... Ca- oh, yeah. the camera's right there. I, I can't put my hand up. <laughs> uh, but that was an important character moment for me. I thought that was sweet. The movie flips back and forth between the scenes so often. Like, I'm not gonna feel bad. Yeah. But it's very hard for us to keep track of the order things are going in. Yeah, so he... He unshrinks on the roof to talk to Falcon, and he just goes, "Hi, I'm Scott." <laughs> it's like, why are you revealing Fucking that, idiot? Um, God, Falcon's goggles are so embarrassing. To he me looks such like goatee. such a nerd. It's so embarrassing. So um, good. Scott just keeps apologizing mm-hmm. while he beats the shit out of Falcon. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's kind of boring. I kind of expected more from Falcon. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. I love made it. him look weak. Um, I think Thor versus Ant-Man would have been really funny. Ooh. I'd love to see that matchup. I think it'd be hilarious. I think Thor's too stupid. Like... I know. <laughs> non-derogatory. I think it'd be funny. Thor would, like, keep calling down thunder at nothing. Wasn't... Or lightning, I guess. Wasn't there, like, a huge thing, like, before Endgame came out where people were like, why can't you just send Ant-Man after Thanos? Like, and he just goes inside Thanos' butthole and then resizes himself. Hey, actually... Why can't he do that? I don't know. I think that's a solution. It sounds like one to me. It sounds like a solution to a lot of problems. Uh, I just... Kind of unpleasant for the Ant-Man, but... I'm going to go off on a little bit of a side thing here, because I've been yeah. watching The Boys recently, and... Is it good? I've been meaning to start. Uh, I bounced off of it when I first watched it, because it is very violent and, like, uh, oh. bloody at, at points, and I was like, I don't know, but it's mostly comedic. Okay. Uh, but I, I stuck with it because I got bleep last night. Um, <laughs> uh, but there is a point where, like, they're trying to kill this, like, superhero who has impenetrable skin. So what they do is they put, like, a bomb up his butthole. And they're like, well, his insides aren't impervious. And it does kill him. They blew him up from his butthole. So I think it would work with Thanos is what I'm saying incredible but now hold on because x-men invincible skin guy how did they kill him i've oh, never seen an x-man I, i'm leaving that tab open but I'll look it up or later okay it, it was uh I, I don't even remember which am never which in my okay, life so have i seen an x-man they're fine okay it's I, it's the same exact shit as the avengers movies but Great. not painfully written it's just like an ensemble cast of hot people doing cool flips and, tr- and kicks gotcha okay so, Darren Cross has broken in and is just... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Darren Cross okay. just shows up at Hank's house. Yes. And so Darren doesn't know that Hank and Hope have kind of rekindled. And yeah, they does. don't want him... Well, he. we find out later that he has, but, like, yeah. part of their plan is, like, centered on, like, Hope is kind of a he double agent. Hope. Yeah. Because, like, there, there are some conversations he has with Hope where he's like, 
your dad failed you as a dad and he also failed me as a mentor so like we get each other and it's like so pathetic honey no and also like the way that he talks is such like Silicon Valley CEO where he's yes. like I was meditating this morning and I came to yes. the conclusion and I think that this truth would you know be very helpful in your life as well and it's like I just wanted to kick his ass and like he probably does Don't a worry. lot of yoga so he's probably got a very strong core and he would kick my ass instead but you know like I wanted him to die I think Darren Cross lost all his money in crypto. Oh, God. Yeah. No, he launched a series of, like, NFTs and he made big money. And then he got out. Oh, he's rich already. He got, like, a bailout from, like, one of the crypto exchanges and he's fine. <laughs> he got uh, a PPP uh, loan. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was off. excused. <laughs> and then he laid off half a department. Okay. Great. Um, we're better at creating villains than Marvel. That would be so funny if we just get to, like, write a villain and just, like, no, they, uh, they, their whole thing is, like, lobbying against the government for, like, uh, lo- like raising taxes and they just get a bunch yeah. of, like, subsidies and shit. We just want to make yes. Elon Musk, basically. I want, I want the Avengers to kick the shit out of Elon Musk. They wouldn't because Tony Stark is Elon Musk. They're friends in universe. Yeah. Disgusting. Okay. So. <laughs> fuck. God, where was that? Um, Darren Cross showed up at Hope and uh, Hank's house. Thank you. Um, so then Pim has the ants roll up the plans, hoping to hide them in time. Yes. Hope's freaking out. If he finds out about this, he'll kill Papa. They just stay in the kitchen, though. Like, he doesn't put the ant man suit on and go, like, spy. No, I think all he does is control the ants. No, I'm I'm sorry. Paul doesn't put the Ant-Man suit on and go spy on Pim and Scott. I don't think Pym he and, I don't think he needs to because Pim is getting all the information that they need. Well, I'm s- not spying for information. I'm saying like in case shit goes wrong. Oh, sure. Because sure, sure. she said he's going to kill my dad and they're like, "Okay, I guess we'll just hang out so in the let's kitchen." Let's just send out the ants and keep an eye on things from a safe distance. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Um Darren asks if Michael is... Oh, Douglas. Darren asks if Pim is proud yet. He just wants to be told that he's proud. And then as soon as he leaves, he calls Hope and he's like, your dad is so withholding. And it was like a fine conversation. Yeah, he's clearly like unstable and just like... Yeah, that like dumb reaction to that conversation, sweetie. Therapy. Um, Side note, I'm very surprised that Hank didn't die in this movie. I was fully prepared for that to happen. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I was like, we're we're losing this guy, but apparently he's in fucking everything from here on. Yeah. Well, I don't. He might be a flashback in future shit. Oh, I don't that's know. fair. Yeah, we have no way of knowing. Okay, so now I, I have no notes until they're in the building. Is yeah, that fair? It gets very like when, when there's like just action or like heist scenes i don't have like any notes for that because i'm that's where i'm most engaged and i'm actually watching it and there's like the least going on that i have to remember yes so like they they kind of have they have a plan going they're going to break into pim uh when he goes to show off the yellow jacket now that it's finished and oh fuck that's right because they bring in the idiots three and pim is like no these are idiots. Their biggest job was stealing a vending machine. Are you sure they're up for this? And then Luis is like machine. two smoothie machines. That's what it was. Yeah. I love so him proud. so much. And he has the thing where he 
his shirt is always buttoned up to the very top and he's just I like love him. i love him so much good boy but yeah they they introduce these guys and they're like we need a full team we need a getaway guy we need a hacker and then whatever luis is i mean i guess he goes in in uniform and basically yeah like, yeah also we, like luis punches two guys while he's in there and they're just like one hit like knockouts like each time like are you fucking kidding me louisa Ugh, he's so good uh that scene is so funny and also like hope is like i gave them each half a xanax and they're all like taking a nap afterwards because they freak out when they first see the ant-man suit that's so funny (laughs) this movie has like such good moments yeah and it's not as like back-to-back painful quippy as the other ones while still having quips and being fun and like more digestible i do think it feels a bit cobbled together but that's probably because like they started out with like edgar wright and then they ended up with like a different director later on um i think there was a little bit of like just like too many cooks in the kitchen feeling um and it just it feels a little bit disorganized at points but it's still like very fun Mm mm-hmm yeah. But yeah, the the That like, explains a lot, actually. Yeah. Especially Okay, yeah. And then we, we end up with like our final big heist scene and like yes. going into it, we knew that um first of all, crazy ants can conduct electricity. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Do they use that? Yeah, because they send in the crazy ants to like uh short out the system. Okay. And then like going into it, they told Scott that he was gonna have like 15 minute window five second window like shit like that and he's like i don't know um but after coming to the house darren like triples down security so he has to go through the water main instead what are you looking at are you looking at crazy ants yeah dog you want to tell me about crazy ants yeah (laughs) um infestations of these ants can cause short circuits, so RDS. Mm. Sometimes because the ants chew through the insulation and wiring. Okay. Overheating corrosion, et cetera, et cetera. They're attracted to electrical equipment and then cause problems with it. Okay. We we don't know why they're attracted to it. It might be the magnetic fields. Because I think there is a line in Ant-Man where they specifically are like, crazy ants can conduct electricity. And I'm like, huh? I don't think they... They cause short circuits. They're like associated with like electrical interferences. And I think that's the reason. Yeah. If an ant dies, it can release uh, an alarm pheromone while it's dying, which me causes too. all the other. It's yeah, called piss. Which, <laughs> which also causes me to come running. <laughs> so, the, but the ants then like all swarm on this dying body, which then will cause a, a short okay. because there's 400 ants now. I've learned a lot about bugs because of this movie. Shocking, right? Yeah, it's kind of nice. Uh. It's weird how much of it ended up not being bullshit. I was like, bullet ants aren't real. And then I Googled them and they're real and they're fucking enormous. Yeah. I I fully expect that, like, if you're making a superhero movie, you're going to have, like, stuff that's inspired by science that doesn't Mm -hmm. have, like, roots in science. And, like, that's fine. I don't give a shit. I mean, the rest of the movie is bullshit science. Oh, absolutely. We got some real real ants. The quantum realm. What was the scale again? What do you mean? The four point scale of pain. Oh, the Schmidt pain, the pain index. I'm obsessed. I'm going to read about I it love so it. much. Okay. I think, I forget who it is, but uh, there's a guy that uh, will do videos where he gets bitten by certain venomous, like, species and stuff. Nar. And it's kind of similar to the Schmidt Pain Index where he, like, gives you a comparison. But he gets bit by, like, all kinds of stuff that doesn't just include insects. Oh, God. I think Schmidt Pain Index is specifically bugs. Okay. 
Makes sense. Cool. Okay, so... <laughs> Okay, so they there's a whatever. I don't fucking care about the rest of it. There's, they're in a room Heist. with some hexagon windows. Well, yeah. uh, Hank, no, what's the back? Darren Cross. Mm-hmm. So they're in this room while Darren Cross tries to sell or demonstrate yes. the technology to Hydra. Uh, Hydra is just there. Yeah, that Mitchell guy who's on the shield board and. Pim is here for some reason to rub his nose yeah. in it, I guess. He, yeah, I think that's entirely it. He, like, passes it off as, like, I want my mentor to see my, like, greatest success, but also he just wants to rub it in Hank's face and he wants probably good boy just kill points. him. Yeah. Um, a lot of the security guards in this building just have fucking rifles. Yeah. Like, which is nuts to me. You been to an airport lately? Do, what? Oh, my God. When I, where did I just come from? Where did I just go? Where did I come from, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> But really, where did I just fly to and from? Oh, Minnesota. Yeah, the the mini airport had just like guys walking around with rifles. I like across their body, like like across their body. Yeah, when I was in Paris, it was more shocking to me because there were more armed guards in Paris than there were in any American city I've ever been to, and it's like like military, like berets wearing giant guns. I'm never, I'm never going to be used to just seeing somebody with a massive like rifle startling their shoulder. Yeah, but they're just like scary. They just like walk all over Charles de Gaulle and train stations and monuments and things. Huh. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, but all it takes is one punch from Luis. Hell yeah, baby. Um, Luis does knock a guy out. And even though he knows he only has like 10 minutes left, he does go back to drag that man's body out of the building before it gets neenered. Which I thought was really yeah. sweet. Luis, you're such a good boy. The whole building gets like fucking like yeeted into oblivion at the very yeah. end. It's I have to assume that they did not evacuate everybody out of there. Absolutely not. There's all kinds of people in that building. Well, it's okay because Pim has a tank. <laughs> yeah. The whole the whole movie, like anytime like Pim goes somewhere, like you see him like grab his keys, or like when he goes through security in this building, you see him like grab his keys off of the little tray and so we've seen this key tank keychain on his keys several times throughout the movie and i was like that's and kind man, of a character for him yeah that that payoff was really cool it was really good and it yeah. has like the little keychain string on the yeah. end of it which i thought was funny uh, yeah the the interesting thing with that too is like so there's the suit and then he also arms scott with like these little things that he can Discs. throw yeah, and yeah. then yeah, these discs that he throws, and then it just, like, supersizes whatever it touches. Yeah. Which is interesting. What the fuck is that? Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of magic, basically. Because <laughs> that ain't yeah. technology. So, he... So, as Darren's escaping, he gets in a helicopter with some other dudes in a briefcase. Yeah. Uh, as a suit. And then... The helicopter s- stuff stresses me the fuck out. I didn't like it. And then a, a swarm of ants starts approaching the helicopter and instead of closing the door he starts firing at a swarm of ants with a gun yes he does that several times he's just shooting at bugs with a gun sweetie what an idiot so fucking stupid here's the part that's really upsetting is he does get antony he does get antony what the hell Is Anthony dead or did Anthony lose a wing? You see him you see him lose a wing and he doesn't come back, so I have to assume he's dead. I have to assume no. They're gonna engineer a wing for him just like they did with Toothless and How to Train Your Dragon. He's They're fine. not gonna show a squished up bug. They don't show bug violence in this. Anthony's movie. fine, okay? I don't think so, sweetie. Fuck! 
I think there are a lot of ant casualties in this movie and we just aren't addressing it because it doesn't take a whole lot to kill one of them. No. And we see them doing some crazy shit. They're just forming a raft in this water main. Okay. Sure. And like most of them just keep going on down. They don't know where it goes. They're like, bye. Happy to help. (laughs) Have fun. Just like the thing, the way that they control the ants is by like just talking to them and telling them what to do. And you have to build up a certain level of trust with these ants. But it's like fucking Pikmin where like you have to assume that some of these ants are going to die along the way when you're throwing them at your your enemies. And they're just going like, Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um, Have you played Pikmin? No, I've seen the little guys, though. I think it would hurt your feelings. Pikmin would? Yes. Why? Because anytime that you have, like, an enemy that you have to come across, you're throwing your Pikmin at them to, like, attack this guy. No. But he'll eat some of your Pikmin. Permanent? Yeah. No. (laughs) I told you. It would hurt your feelings. No. When I play Fire Emblem, I also don't turn on deaths. Permadeath. No, I don't either. You can't take my boys. Well, no, my kids. I'm busy. I'm busy making them kiss. Like, yeah. You can't make them die. And I think you're going to get along with you and you're going to get along with you. It's just me holding up two amiibo figures and going, no, no kiss. kiss. <laughs> <laughs> the lifespan of an ant is four years, by the way. So I was thinking, like, That's if I know. have to develop a relationship with this ant, I'm going to lose it in four years. I, I think it was a mistake to name ants. I think it was a mistake to name him Antony. That's why like, I Papa called him 247. Like, because it, there there is a certain level of respect between human and ant in this movie, and we're all yeah. working together. But we do have to acknowledge that they're putting their lives at risk. Yeah, they they have more on soldiers line. in this battle. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then, can we have a scene where like they have a picnic for the ants? That'd be nice. That'd be really cute, actually. And they did ruin the picnic because the picnic's for them. <laughs> you have the like plaid blanket and like the wicker yeah. basket. Anyway, ignore me. Oh, that's so cute. Actually, it's a really we should. <laughs> we're better at writing Marvel movies than Marvel. Okay, so well, storyboarding at least, not writing. Yeah. Writing. Okay, we're, so- we're the idea guys. We're not the writers. Yes, finally. Uh, okay, so they have a very stressful helicopter fight scene i don't give a shit i'm not recapping that i do love every fight where they're just shrunken down because like he does scott ends up in like a briefcase yeah and there's like lifesavers rolling around and shit that rules that was cute um the little lasers from the wasp boot suit keep shooting out uh i honestly don't even know what happens but they do end up at the at cassie's house the ch- his so- daughter's house what happens is the briefcase containing both Yellow Jacket and Ant Man falls into a pool of a very oh nice my God. black family. Sorry. At some point, Harold Cross, nope, Darren? Darren Cross puts on the wasp suit and he does it like wicked fast. Yeah. That's all. Also, we th- forgot to mention that he's in a suit now. We are we are continuing the Marvel tradition where if you have the first solo movie of a character, yep. the bad guy is the evil version of that character. Yep. And okay. I get initially how you think the best person to combat this person is Nega Sailor Moon or whatever. And the best right? way for like this character to come into his own as a hero is to fight the foil of himself. But I just think it'd be much more interesting to watch like abomination versus ant-man would be fucking cool again my butthole theory (laughs) i stand by that Uh, can we get my butthole theory on a shirt the anderson butthole theory 20 uh 22 (laughs) perfect um so they 
have a fight on the kids' playset, which is really cute. Yeah, probably because, a lot so, less scary for the kid. I did. Ooh, so they they fall into the pool of like this black family, and they all go running. And Scott's trying to be like, "Hey, everything's fine," and they're like, "No, fuck this." But uh, uh, Darren is shooting lasers everywhere, and at one point he gets knocked into the fucking uh oh, what are those things? The electric like fly catcher mosquito. Things. Yeah, light. like a mosquito lamp, and he gets big mad new fiance cop shows up and is like scott i'm arresting you because i'm big bad cop man is it just called a bug zapper it might just be a bug zapper weird okay. i thought he like i thought that would be a really funny way to end the movie i thought maybe I, we just kill darren off right there i would have honestly loved it if that's where the movie ended that's really funny but no we but gotta, instead we gotta drag he gets big it. mad and is like let me go kill this kid yeah what an ass dumbass i can't beat a man so i'm gonna go try and murder a baby or a yeah. toddler? I don't know how old toddlers are. I think she's a toddler. She looks like she's like four or five. Is that a toddler? No. What's a toddler? Uh, I would say or like between like one and a half and three. Oh, that's small. Or between one and three. Toddlers are, are like uh, baby like plus. turbo babies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> New baby plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid. Stupid. Okay, so... And then they fight in her train set. Yes, it's really cute. It's a that fun, scene it's rules. a fun little battle. It's too long. I get bored. Um, okay, but like every time they get like, huh, and they throw a train car at each other, and it zooms out to be just a, like a toy, like clacking on the table. It's so, so funny. Well, then the giant uh, Thomas the Tank Engine train, uh, and the giant fucking ant. I and love the cop the goes, size ant. The cop goes, "What a weird dog." Yes. And then they keep him as a pet. I'm so happy. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, the little girl feeds him under the table later. Oh, well, that thing's got a life expectancy of four years. Four years. Don't get attached. And it's already grown, so maybe three, maybe two, maybe one. Yikes. I don't know how old that thing is. Yeah. Also, being giant tends to shrink lifespans. Tall people die sooner, et cetera, et cetera. It's why it's, I get so sad watching men's volleyball. Small dogs live forever, et cetera. Correct. You... Wait... <laughs> You get, you get sad watching men's volleyball? Yeah, because like Great Danes, they're going to die young. Okay. I should have just let that one go. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so, so he has to go subatomic, and you never go subatomic. You never you fuck never with the regulator. Uh. Yeah, and we basically have the ending of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Do you know what I'm talking? Never mind. It's going to be funny to three people that listen to this. I thought that was the movie where it turns out you're in New York the entire time. No. Oh, it's Planet 2001, of the Apes. 2001 A Space Odyssey <laughs> starts with a dark, like a black slab being like in, like interesting to apes, and then it ends with like a kaleidoscopy thing. I've I'm never out. seen the movie. <laughs> I've seen the beginning and the ending. I don't know what happens in the middle of 2001 A Space Odyssey. I like the confidence of explaining it to me, though, who's also never seen it. And also I'm right. It was, I also thought it was Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I mean, there are apes in it. You're not wrong. Combined, we're almost one functioning person. Okay. We're almost one full film critic. <laughs> not quite, though. No. Okay, so uh, he goes subatomic, he shrinks to the suit because it's titanium and it's the only way to get through, like, 
there's plates. There's other ways into that. Whatever. Okay. <sighs> you don't have to go. You don't have to go to the size of atoms to get into a titanium suit. Right. There's panels of that suit you could slip between. <sighs> whatever, man. Because like earlier on, we learned there's a zipper. That the way that Hope's mom died, it was because she had to go subatomic to shrink to the size to, like, go inside of a missile that was careening towards the U.S. or something. Yes. And Michael Douglas's regulator was already busted, so he couldn't do it. The quantum realm. And that sounds like bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm too pretty Whatever. to know anything about that. <laughs> Um, but Scott does it, and yeah. he is able to come back because his daughter keeps calling to him, and he keeps hearing it, which is kind of shitty because it does imply that either the wife didn't want to come back bad enough or that Michael Douglas didn't call Ooh. her name enough or something like that. Yeah, that is kind of a weird uh Which I think there. is part of why Paul Rudd later says he doesn't remember anything because I think he knows if he says, I just kept hearing my daughter's na- call my name and I knew I had to come back, that he would huge guilt trip. Uh, father sidestep did you see inception yeah it feels like the ending of that yeah okay cool good job uh but he puts (laughs) one of those disc things that pim gave him earlier in his regulator and goes blammo it makes himself big and then he shows up in the the room daddy daddy cops there giant puppy ant (laughs) whatever yeah and then the cop is like, all right, game recognized game. You did save my stepdaughter, your actual daughter. And now I will let you run away. Yeah. And I see that you were doing it for good. Also, very likely the pimps would have dropped charges on him breaking in. Oh, anyway. yeah. No. Hope like, was the one who called the cops. Bitch. The state's not going to press burglary, burglary charges. Like, fuck off. Um, Especially because he didn't take anything. I'd say they have better shit to do, but they don't. No, they, they've got other dogs to kill. Yeah. So Paxton clears Scott's name. He's still a bastard. They keep the puppy aunt. I fucking Great. love Luis. And then after credits? There's a no. mid credits and an after credits. Yes. But hold on. First, there is. First, I'm confident Michael Douglas is going to try and save his wife. I bet that's what the next movie's about. Yeah. Now that well, he knows the, it's possible. Yes. Because that was a huge thing. And then the very ending of the movie is Luis telling a very long convoluted story about how Falcon wants to find Ant-Man to like bring him into the event. It's so cute. It He's is perfect. It was such a good way to like finish that movie. Well, I also appreciated the kiss between Evangeline Lilly and Paul Rudd because Pim opens the door. Okay, it's fine. It wasn't it was fine. So Pim opens the door and sees them kissing, and Paul Rudd just immediately goes like, oh my god, that's totally inappropriate, Hope. I can't believe you would do that. <laughs> Honestly. She just threw herself at me. Disgusting. And then he walks away. <laughs> I will always find that shit funny. That's so funny. It's so good. Behave yourself. Disgusting behavior. Inappropriate. Um, so, really, Hope. So fucking funny. <laughs> okay, so the after credits, we see the wasp suit, um... Uh, Evangeline Lily is going to be the wasp in the next movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was built for the mom. It was a prototype. Let's keep working on it. She's delighted. Papa, trust me. Okay. Post post credits, I freak out because yeah. I do get to see Sebastian stand with his arm in like a vice. some kind of like press. I thought it was a high high not hyaluronic hydraulic press. I don't know, but it's like okay. a like a vice basically. Yeah. Big scary. 
um, and they're not sure what to do. <laughs> and like, yeah. it's Falcon and Cap, and they're like, and Falcon goes, I might know somebody who can help, which right. I think is Ant-Man. And Gotta then it be. says Ant-Man will return. Because they say if we call Anthony, he won't believe. And even yes. if he did believe, the Accords won't let him help. So Yes. What Accords? And I, I think that's going to be our, like, what well, next- Civil War is about. Yeah. So we're already building up some tension between Anthony and Stephen. Yes. So that's Anthony our movie. Return. Yeah, we did it. We did it. Wait, hold on. Aaron, what do you think of this one? What do you think of our KC boy, Paul Rudd? Okay, so when Paul Rudd puts on an ant costume and has ant friends, he's all cool and fine. But when I do it, I'm disturbing the kids at the park and probably tripping on drugs. Aaron doesn't give a shit about Casey. We'll see. Aaron's dating Ooh. Casey. Uh, there was a really good deleted scene that I wanted to show you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the link in MCU Thoughtcast. In here? Yeah, but this is a really good Ant-Man deleted scene if you want to watch it. Is it the bit.ly link? Yeah. If you just want to paste that into a, into your browser. Why didn't it URL it? I don't know. You're such a bitch. <laughs> You're such a bitch. I've been like brainstorming this bit for like a week, dude. You know what? That's on me for trusting a link that didn't have a preview. I know. I had to find a way to get it so that it wouldn't have the thumbnail in the message. You can close. You can delete the thumbnail after you sent it. Too bad. This works. Well. <laughs> you've started a war my friend so do you want to dictate for our listeners what just happened yeah this bitch put a bit.ly link in our group chat and said it was gonna be a really great cutscene, and we just watched the cut scene with thor scene. where thor returns a mug to the diner after he broke one and he's a nice boy and i was like oh maybe this is another great cut scene of nice boys and i click it and it's the fucking mac and me wheelchair scene live and uncensored <laughs> the link the wasn't fucking- even the link wasn't even clickable in chat i had to highlight copy and paste it into a browser i put more effort into doing this to myself than audrey did that's not true because i had to devise a way to send it to you that wouldn't come up with a thumbnail when did you decide to do this uh yesterday <laughs> And camp, while you were, like, no shade, you were a little bit late to recording this morning. So I was DMing Cam and trying to see what the message would show so that I could send it to you without showing the fucking thumbnail. Because if y'all have never seen Paul Rudd get interviewed by Conan O'Brien. He did it on a podcast. Yeah. He did it on the podcast. But so funny. Every time Paul Rudd goes went on Conan O'Brien's show, he would say, "Let me show you a clip from like my upcoming movie," and it will always be this clip from a movie called Mac and Me. He's done it like ten times, and it's still funny. And every time, every time Conan is like, "I know what you're gonna do, but maybe you're not gonna do it this time." 
and Paul Rudd will be like, yeah, the movie execs asked me not to do it this time. This is It's the Marvel. I can't fuck with Marvel. This is really a clip from Ant-Man. Disney would fire it's me. It's still the fucking Mac and me scene. <laughs> I think there was one time where it started with like a clip from something else and then it went into Mac and me, which That's is so even good. better. That's so good. It's such a perfectly harmless little scamp of a move, you know? It's so funny. I love it. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. That's actually the end of phase two. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Ant-Man's the end of phase two. Oh, uh, my God. New tab in my OneNote. I know. Look at how far we've come. Mm. Uh, so next week, we'll be starting out phase three with Captain America Civil War. Not next y'all week, but yeah. Watch along. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the MCU Thoughtcast. Our editing was done by Cam Koenig. Our show art was made by Aaron Moeller. Our theme song, Crash, was made by Cavity Crew. Special thanks to Some Good Shows for having us on the network. Please check out their other podcasts, such as The Video Game Robot Show, The Big Three, and more. Everyone involved in the making of this show can be found on Twitter, and their tags are in our podcast description. We'll see you next episode. Thank you.